Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples, aka MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I'm the youth minister at St. Anthony's Parish in San Jose, California. What's up, dude? We back for another episode. Episode, what, four? What, yeah, this what is year f- is it? I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dude, okay, can we talk about how January has felt like 10 years? Exactly. I was just thinking about that today. In like two it, days, it's going to be f- two days, three days. It's going to be February. Yeah. It's but crazy. January, is, if I, saw, I think I saw somewhere on Twitter. It's like, it feels like January 73rd. Like literally <laughs> it's felt like an entire three months in this one month. A lot has gone down. Yes. A lot has happened in our world. Um, ah, Sad, sad things. I mean, if we're being honest, sad yeah. things have, have happened. And I don't know. January has felt a little bit heavy for our world. Um, Mm. what with the the fires in australia with you know politics things got a little heavy with iran um and just recently as you guys know kobe bryant passed away along with gianna and a a few other um, passengers and so i don't know not to start off the episode so heavy but it's been a lot it's been a lot this month but i think out of it all it just reminds us how grateful we should be you know for and that that our time here is it just it was a, more of a realization i feel like for a lot of people that mm. to you know hug the ones that you love closer and you know don't hold really much, a lot of grudges because we don't know how long we have on this earth yeah um, if anything it just it gave us i don't know the extra encouragement to know tomorrow's promise for anyone and just to cherish each and every moment that you have with the people that you have and to be definitely. truly present definitely because you just you don't know you don't know what life has in store and I think it just encourages us to appreciate the people in our lives more and to cherish those moments together. Which is why I, I do enjoy our highlights when we do th- mm. this podcast because, you know, sometimes it, you just need to take some time. Like, this is the dedicated time that I think about the past week that I had. Um, and so, you know, really getting to know, like, getting to appreciate it. You know, I, yeah, I don't like, know if I'm, no, I'm making no, no, any no. sense. Like, getting to realize or realizing what's happened in the past week and mm. appreciating it because sometimes we just live day to day and it's yeah. like what even it kind of blurs together yeah, yeah the days blur into weeks into months into years and you look back and you're like what happened in my life exactly but just taking that time of reflection i think is pretty powerful with that being said kev how was your week my week was well other than the the crazy news we had this past week um it started off really good i had i had some vacation time Ooh, which was let him know what up let him know what up so i went (laughs) to las vegas he's trying to say las vegas instead of (laughs) vegas because apparently vegas sounds like it's a party (laughs) i went to las vegas no i went to vegas (laughs) (laughs) did you pull a david dobrik Dude, oh my gosh, I wanted to. So if you if you guys watch David's vlogs, when they go to Vegas, they go to Vegas. They, they go like, to Vegas. They get a limo. They 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 bet a lot of money on like yeah, either home- a color or on a number. Yeah, homeboy's gotten tables. like this streak of like the last five times they've gone to Vegas. He'll bet upwards of ten thousand dollars on either red or black, and he's won every single it's time. Crazy. I don't recommend that though. If you if you don't have the money, <laughs> if you're to not bet, a millionaire, maybe don't do that. Yeah, definitely be prudent with what you gamble. Um, which is what I had to do. I instead of you know I, I was all talk because yeah. then I'm like I'm gonna bet my whole paycheck. 
double or nothing like oh, when it comes no. in i'm just gonna cash it out and then just put it on the table and what i ended up doing was betting two dollars <laughs> <laughs> so i went to a machine and i'm like i'm too i was too you know nervous to do the to do the table so i went to a machine um the first one and i didn't know how it worked i'm like what do these buttons mean like what do you what do you do but i put in two dollars and then they gave me five dollars back so i'm like you're like whoa i won three dollars yeah i like this exactly um and then after that i was like okay that was that was thrilling enough and we just like went to a restaurant or something but um it was a good time we went to um we got how we had a lot of good food okay um we went to hell's kitchen which was oh. kind of the highlight of like the culinary that's gordon ramsay that yeah right? it was Ooh. so good so we got to try like if you guys know gordon ramsay his signature dish is like the the beef wellington right his beef wellington is very very known in the culinary word world and so they they served it there and it was so good dude it was so so bougie bourgeois hey, I see <laughs> you, felt, I see we you. felt a little bougie this past weekend but it was very um but it was a, it was a good trip and i'm excited because i think i'm planning my dad actually was like hey fourth of july let's go to las vegas with the fam Ooh. and i'm like sounds like a plan that'll be really fun and by that time my sister will be 21 because she's turns 21 in february february 17th um so it's oh. gonna be it's gonna be our first time there as a family with everybody of age um to like that sounds like a good time party that know? sounds like so a really good time i'm really excited so yeah that was the highlight of my week what about yourself what was, what was so i feel like kind of similar to you i feel like it was a little bit of a blur but particularly it doesn't sound maybe like at first glance an exciting highlight but it was a conversation i had actually okay. with a friend um so for one of my friend's birthdays my friend genevieve um she's the mother of my godson mm -hmm. lucas and lucas. she her husband mark um her, her husband mark organized for her myself and another friend um to do latte art <laughs> latte art what's latte art okay so you know how like in really fancy coffee shops they do like the little hearts and the like the top of your latte yes like with the with the milk and the creamer yeah with the pouring it, it into the espresso like a leaf they make it look like yeah. a leaf or a heart or whatever okay so we did that actually we took a class where they taught us how to make latte art which is so random <laughs> like, that is really random <laughs> i always say like i don't actually like coffee i like the taste of chocolate and the sweet things that go in coffee mm -hmm. and coffee i always say coffee makes me anxious half the time no 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 that's a complete lie that i tell myself because coffee makes me anxious all the time there is not <laughs> there is not a single time where i drink coffee and i'm not like jittery and anxious afterwards i'm like why did i do this because sugar because chocolate yeah. <laughs> put together um so yeah we did the latte art and it was really great um but it was the particular highlight was my friend arlene who was a senior when i was a freshman in college um she was my friend in college and we kind of like you know drifted did our own life things the past however many years it's been since we've been friends i guess i was i met her in 2012 so that's like seven eight years okay just You've crazy been, that's a long time yeah and so the last time i saw her was maybe a year ago or so um okay. and we just literally chilled in that coffee shop for like five or six hours wow and so she is a non-denominational protestant christian okay and when i was a freshman i was one of the few catholics that they knew and really? so yeah it was this very interesting dynamic where they're like oh like anna's this catholic like let's ask her all the questions we have um and like it was all all in in good faith and it was genuine curiosity they had never really interacted with catholics i had never really interacted well mm -hmm. i mean in not so well not so good ways i had interacted with protestants yeah. um 
But there was this bridge that we formed when I was in college, and it was so cool to come back to that conversation, this ecumenical conversation about what theology means and what God means and what faith means and what how our faith affects like who we are in the world that we live in today in 2020. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like this person who I haven't talked to in years, because we're united by Christ, we can pick up right where we left off. Isn't that wonderful? That's crazy. It's amazing. It was just like this, such a deep conversation. We both shared some vulnerable things and we were able to just support one another and encourage one another. And it was no like pressure like, oh, we got to hang out all the time now. It was like, no, no, we can have this conversation about deep deep i don't know like deep issues or mm. deep theological um topic questions, yeah, questions and and just like really dive in mm. and i don't know it just meant a lot it meant a lot that we could just pick up and be united in that way with such ease and such yeah. grace um so yeah it was it was it was a really cool conversation That's and awesome, really dude. random like i didn't wake up that morning thinking that i was gonna have deep theological conversations in a coffee shop but you know just god works <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real for real um so yeah no that was definitely a grace of this past week awesome dude um so would you like to pray over our speaker sure i'd love to in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit Spirit. amen come holy spirit come holy spirit fill this space with your grace come holy spirit Lord Jesus Christ, how beautiful and awesome is your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this first month of the year. We thank you for the blessings that you've bestowed upon us, especially the blessings of family, blessings of friends, and all the ones that we love and draw close to. We pray with the rest of the world, Lord, for all the victims of this past Sunday's horrific event that claimed the lives of nine people, including Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna. May this set as a reminder for us that we're on your time, Lord, and that our time on this earth is temporary, but we should spend every single moment of it reflecting your love to those around us. We ask you, Lord, to give us the strength to continue on with this podcast. And we ask you, Lord, especially today on this Praise and Worship Sunday, to bless our guest, our speaker, that through his witness, through his testimony, and through his music, People may turn to you, open their hearts, and accept your love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Drop that beat, though. we're back with episode four yo it's a it's the first sunday of the month kevin which means which means it's it's a praise praise and and worship worship sunday Sunday. dude i'm so excited for our guest dude i am so hyped right now how did you meet our guest oh well i mean i i do hate to say this because i think every person is their own individual person and shouldn't be like defined by their spouse or like you know that kind of thing (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh so i definitely this this guy was came hand in hand with another beloved guest actually that had been on this show. Really, which one? So yes, I met I met his counterpart first, um, okay. and she I, I want to say that he helped out with our fall retreat for music in 
2017 2017 because that's when you guys joined sfoa joined as mm-hmm. well as queen of apostles and yo it was different i remember again it was like they came as a duo but i remember having our guest and clarissa on a retreat team grounded us in a way that we hadn't been grounded before mm. and so my first impressions of this dude was that he was a very um prayerful and, and man of god very strong in his faith um, who wanted to do everything in his power to point things back to Christ. Amen. And he lived his life in such a way in which there was no doubt where his heart was at. There was no doubt in where his motivation was at and being there and helping out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so pure of heart. Yeah. Um, and it was honestly really inspiring. No, I, I totally agree. I think I, that was the first time I encountered him as well. Mm. And so seeing him lead worship, praise and worship for the Ooh. retreat in the way that he did, just like even con- like stopping the song and going instrumental and just leading everyone in prayer or teaching everyone how like a worship stance is like putting Absolutely. your palms up and just I learned so much about praise and worship and how to lead praise and worship just by his example and I think Amen. working together I mean we I, I was able to um, play again with him for our confirmation conference that the diocese holds oh, a few wow. years back okay, and okay. so he's very talented very talented man of God so we're very excited to have him. So, without further ado, should we introduce the dude? Yes, this week for our Praise and Worship Sunday, we have Jonathan Chichioko. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sup. <laughs> Sup, bruh. He walked into the room today and was like, Sup. And I'm like, yeah. It's so hard to just hear you guys and just be silent the whole time. Just kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. You know, you guys are just talking and just like, Talking all this stuff, I'm like, I just need to just shut up. Right now. <laughs> but uh, it's hard to listen to t- when we're talking about you to not like not say to be able to, anything. Like, well, I mean, I, while you guys were saying those really generous and nice things, I was just trying to just remember this is this is this the Holy Spirit working, you know. Mm. So I just had to reflect on that for a little bit. So I like that. I like that. So, do you prefer to go by John? I know Kev calls you John, and I call you Jonathan. Do you have a preference? Um, I mean. People can call me either of the two. Like my it sounds my, like my, your my, wife. <laughs> but my preference is Jonathan, just because that's my name. That's the name that my mm. parents gave me. But I don't hold it against people. I just don't like them as much. Bad, <laughs> <laughs> and he just called out Kevin. <laughs> and that's all we have for MDD. <laughs> I didn't know that. I've called you John. Like I don't know no, how. It's, it's such a natural thing, especially for the brothers. Like yeah. you know, they just they just say John. Like hey John. Like it's such a quick thing yeah. that I'm like, yeah, that's that's my name too. Okay, Jonathan. No, no, no. You don't have to change. <laughs> no, I will. Just because. I, no, if that's what you prefer, that's your name. Your, that's your, name. your listeners are like, what a jerk that guy is. <laughs> he comes on. He immediately demands to be called by his own name. name. What an Call, awful, making terrible. Making these demands. <laughs> to be called by name. Jonathan, <laughs> first of my name. And, sorry. No, you chilling. You chilling. You're fine, bro. So Jonathan's official title in the real world is he's a software engineer. You and you've been a software engineer for like how many years? Um... So I, geez. Okay. So I was, uh, I worked in 2010 in New York as Mm. a, uh, as a front end developer. And so I did that. And then after that, I actually spent a couple of years doing full-time missionary work. And, uh, and then after that, (laughs) after that, I got back into the workforce and started to work as a, Dude, what? I had no idea you were a missionary. We know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) 
How well, long I guess you... it's good. Good thing I'm here then. How long did you do missionary work for? For two years. So oh. uh, I think Clarissa had shared this on uh, on her episode. Mm-hmm. So for those of y'all that are just joining us, everybody go back and listen to Clarissa's episode to hear. Well, we I feel like our our stories are a little similar. So mm-hmm. I grew up in um, an organization called Couples for Christ, and I think she had oh, talked okay. about that. Yeah. And so I I worked. For them, for two years as a full-time missionary. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. What did yeah. the missionary work, like, what did you yeah. have to do? Yeah, so, um, so well, first, I'm originally from New Jersey, right? Jersey. Jersey. We don't talk do like that. Let me just make that clear. Just nip it in the butt <laughs> right now. Most people in Jersey don't talk like that. I would say 95% of people in New Jersey don't talk like really? that. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So why is it known as the Jersey accent? Uh, is it just know, historical? Like, MTV, is it just like Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore accent? Okay. People that aren't from New Jersey that were on that show. Uh, I see. Oh. But so there is like, like uh, Sequoias, you know, like Sequoias. that's like a city in New Jersey, and I guess they talk like that there. But I don't even know if that's true either. So, <laughs> so I'm just making stuff up now. But um, yeah. So I I grew up in New Jersey, and uh, and so when I heard the call to to do missionary work, they moved me out here. That's okay. why I'm here in California originally. And um, and so being out here, this was like kind of my home base. And so I, you know, we have these assemblies, these meetings and prayer groups that happen pretty regularly. And so I was just on hand to help out in whatever capacity I could mm-hmm. here. Uh, but then every, every once in a while, they would kind of ship me out to different parts of the country. So I'd go to Seattle or Texas or Chicago. Um, wow. And uh, and spend some time over there and helping out with whatever events they had going on, whether it's retreats or what have you. Uh, one of the biggest things that we did was we ran these um, annual conferences. Mm-hmm. And so in Couples for Christ, there's different ministries for whatever state in life you're in. If you're married, if you're a young adult, or if you're a youth. And so we um, we had conferences. And so one of our roles was to pretty much like put together the conference mm-hmm. and kind of lead the team, you know. To whatever we needed to do. Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. I yeah, we had no idea. And how old were, were you when you were when you were doing all this? Uh so this was um two thousand twelve to two thousand fourteen. Okay. So eight years ago? Yeah. Almost eight years almost ago. Almost eight years ago. So I was like twenty four. Wow. Twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Nice. Awesome, so you are a software engineer currently, but you also help out in various music ministry roles for i heard kevin talk about the confirmation conference Mm -hmm. you've also helped out in some capacity with echoes of worth i've heard yeah i i mean uh with echoes of worth shout out to echoes of worth um we i i don't help out in in any music uh aspect of it i'm more of like the uh behind the scenes like visuals guy with like pro presenter and all that stuff of course the DJ, <laughs> um, important role. Yes, very, yes. Important. very important. Very important role. Um, uh, so yeah, that's what I do with Echoes of Worth. And then um, with Queen of Apostles. Uh, so if you look on on Clarissa's like sheet yeah. of like the core group, uh-huh. like it has my name and and Kara, my daughter's name, uh-huh. and the role says prayer warrior. Oh, and meaning like we're not at the meeting. We're at home. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're praying. They're somewhere praying right yeah. now. Don't worry. But uh, you know, I I help out. I help out with uh with mass as well. Okay. Yeah, and just whatever things come up every once in a while. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So I have here that you've been helping out in ministry, volunteering in some capacity for 18 plus years. That is wild. wild yeah. How does, it, <laughs> how does it feel to have, have done that for so long, to have been involved in such a, such a way? I mean, this is probably a cliche thing to say, but it doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, well, first of all, as you get older, just time just goes by so quickly. Yeah. Um, but I think you it service has become such a part of your life that it doesn't feel like like a job where you're like oh my gosh i've been a software engineer for 18 years and it feels like that you know like it doesn't feel like i've been in ministry for 18 years just because that's just part of my makeup now you mm. know yes so how did you come come to our lord how did your faith journey start um mm. yeah well okay so i was born catholic right um and I feel like I grew up like a pretty, like good kid. Like I, I didn't. Did I don't, you follow the rules? I followed the rules. You were in a rebellious. No, I, I was see. not. Yeah. <laughs> even my mom, like, even, like even though like I remember times that like she yelled at me, like she always tells like Clarissa, like, oh yeah, he was such a good boy. You know? <laughs> yeah, he always did everything that we asked him to do. I was like, that's not true. <laughs> you just don't remember. Little do you know. Yeah, I <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, and so like I, you know, I. I remember going to CCD classes and mm. like people uh, like my classmates like talking and stuff. I'm like, they shouldn't be doing that. Oh my you know, god! We're not here for that right now. Everybody needs to just be quiet. <laughs> we're gonna learn about the gospel today. <laughs> and um, we're that kid. I was yes, I was I, I I was proudly that kid. Yes, nice. Um, but no, I think also because I didn't have any friends in CCD oh. class like, because they all went to the same school. Oh. And then, like, I was probably one of the only ones that didn't really go to the schools that they went to. And this is in Jersey. Yeah, this was in New Jersey. Wow. So that's another reason why I was a rule follower. It's because I had nothing else to do. Oh. <laughs> this is a very sad episode so far, I must say. No, so, so did you, were you just going to a parish that was far away from the school that you went to? Or, like, how did that work where you were going to church with people who you didn't go to school with. So in New Jersey, like there's, uh, I feel like all the towns are are pretty close together. Mm-hmm. And so um, there was a parish that we had grown up uh, going, like I had grown up going to, um, but we, we so that was in Islin, New Jersey. Islin. Okay. And then we lived in Colonia, New Jersey, which was like the next town over. Okay. And so there was a parish in Colonia, but we, we didn't go to that one because I think the reason why we went to the one in Islin is because my cousins and my aunt and my uncle, they went to that parish because they were in Islin. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why we like, Just grew up in that parish. Together. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's why they put me in CCD and in, in that, uh, in that parish. Otherwise, you know, I probably would have been, you know, a rebellious <laughs> CCD classmate, you know, in the <laughs> Colonia CCD class. But little yeah. did they know. Little do they know. So you're you're growing up, you know, rule follower and wanting <laughs> to listen to the gospel. Strange little kid. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, how how did that form your faith? How did? Uh, well, I mean, I I guess I bring that up just because, um, you know, I think it's just part of, um, I guess as part of my journey it was that I always felt like, um, like God was a big deal, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it, it was very, I think growing up was really strange because like, I remember having a lot of questions about death because okay. I, because there were like a couple of like funerals I remember going to as a young kid. Oh, you laugh immediately when <laughs> you say it's, death. It sounds like such a morbid thing. Like, man, this eight year old I mean, is thinking about, you know, the afterlife and all that <laughs> stuff. 
And so, yeah, and so I, I always I always had questions like, what happens after you die? You yeah. know, like, what, what goes on? Do you feel like you're dead? You know, like, what is heaven supposed to be like? And so I had all these questions because of being exposed to things like that um, younger. And uh, I was like, well, if, if I'm supposed to be in heaven, then, you know, I need to love God or I need to follow God. I need to follow the rules. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that that was part of who I was growing up. And then... Um, like fast forward like a few years later when mm. like my, you know, I could actually, you know, instead of being fearful of death, yeah, you know, I would actually started to embrace, you know, God as my father. Mm. Um, this happened around like when I was 12 or 13 mm. uh, and I joined um, Youth for Christ. No, oh, uh, YFC. Yeah. And so um, my sister, uh, she was the one that um, introduced uh, YFC to me. And the only reason why I wanted to join was because, uh, so my my sister is like 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And so she, obviously she had all of her friends over all the time. And I was like, oh, they're so cool. You know, like I want to be part of their group. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to be part of the cool kids. How can I, how can I do this? And so, you know, I joined the, the youth camp and, you know, I was the cool 12 year old boy that, you know, all the older kids mm-hmm. were like crowding around and wow. wanting to hang out with and stuff. No, I wasn't that cool. <laughs> but I wanted, I, I felt like that in, in, in my heart, maybe. Y- um, you were. You were. Thank you. You can cut that part out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but, uh, but I think after that, uh, after that experience and that retreat and, you know, realizing, hey, this is a decision that, like, I want to make for myself, like, mm. that, that really changed me um, and, uh, and transformed me to, like, pursue being a, a man of God and there is so many uh there's so many brothers uh in Christ that were in that community that I was so deeply inspired by mm. and I was just you know just watching them hearing them speak and like wow just just even little things like the way that you know they would treat other people and the way that they would you know be responsible for things um I was like you know they were my role models yeah. and so that also like played a role in you know me wanting to to grow in my faith as well how much older were these role, role models that you look up to uh i mean they varied in age i mean i think like you know from like 18 to like 22 24 maybe okay. um but uh yeah i just um you know i just remember looking at them like wow like you know they seem to have figured what this is all about and and uh you know i wanted to i wanted to do that too so obviously you had a lot of great great role models that that helped you kind of know god in the faith but was was there an instance maybe at a camp or at um, a retreat or something that you guys did for yfc that you didn't just know god but you were you had an intimate really like moment that you're like Mm. this this means more than just what i've learned in ccd this this is going to shift my life in a way yeah, well, I can't. I can talk about a moment, okay, and that might actually be a good segue into the next song. But oh, nice. Um, so a big part of my my journey was, I think, part of the reason why I'm here is mute was music, mm-hmm. and um, and so that was also very attractive to me too. Is you know we had praise and worship during these retreats and everything, and I wanted to play too. And I think initially it was like you know for vanity like oh like you know it's it's hard it's hard not to 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 think about that stuff you're you're literally like singing and playing in front of people you're looking at them they're looking at you it's really like built 
uh, or not built, but it really is uh, just kind of looks like a performance, yeah. right? Mm. Um, and so I think initially, just as a young kid, that was very attractive to me. You know, like I want to perform. You know, I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to show off a little bit. Be yeah. the dude but, with the guitar. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But, <laughs> but but then like over time, I realized like this is prayer. Like this is worship. You know, like we are offering ourselves to God. You know, we are singing to Him. You know, He doesn't need these songs, but He's listening, yeah. and He loves it. He delights in it, and um, and so I think that was really what captured me is um, was praise and worship was um, you know playing and using my talents for God and solely for Him, and that's what like really kept me you know to to be who I am today. Wow. Yeah. So in coming to your love for music where it transitioned from, Hey, I want to be in front of people. I want, I want this glory to change, shifting it to, I want God to have this glory. What was that change like for you? And what led to that? Was there something in particular or like particular moment or or song that kind of shifted your mindset in that way? Yeah. So, um, in 2007, I would say, uh, there was this youth conference that we were hosting in New Jersey and there's going to be, I think maybe around like a thousand people there, wow. and they had they had asked me to help uh, uh, play for for as the worship band for that weekend, and um, and so there is a brother, um, one of one of our close friends. His name is Ray uh, Pingoa. He's doing big things in the Archdiocese of uh, Chicago, I think, mm-hmm. um, and um, he was one of my role models growing up. He was like you know like what, what a man of God is. Right. And, um, and so there's this song, um, that he asked us to sing and play together. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard it. It's called your love is extravagant. Mm. Um, by by Daryl Evans. And so, um, I feel like one of the important things, like when you're part of a worship band or when you're playing with other people is, um, you need to worship together first and foremost, before you guys even think about practicing or even getting up in front of other people and, and playing for them. Because like, if you don't know how to pray together, then you won't know how to play together. And, and so, um, and so he asked us to, to sing this song as kind of like a reflection. And, um, in, in the song, uh, the word there's, there's a line that goes like your fragrance, your fragrance is intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us the story because I think for him, he was like, that's kind of a strange line, you know, like, where does that come from? Um, and he, and he reminded us of the story of, um, the woman with the alabaster jar. Mm-hmm. And, um, so for, for those of you that don't know that story, so there, I think it was before, you know, uh, before Jesus was kind of set, you know, the events were set in motion that he was going to be crucified. Um, there was a woman that came to him and, um, she broke this alabaster jar, this jar that was full of like perfumes and fragrances. Yeah. And and back then, like this, like these types of jars, like they were very, very expensive. And usually, like um, if if you were a woman and you had it, like it was kind of part of your dowry that you would give to your spouse. Oh. And um and so for her to her, to to break this jar over this stranger, you know, it was kind of a weird thing. But um, that was her way of like saying, like, I give you everything. Wow. Like, I give you all of me and all of my possessions, all that I am, you know, because I love you. Mm. And um, 
And I feel like that's the posture that we should always take in, in worship is this complete giving and offering to God. Everything that we have, all of our doubts and our anxieties, all of our hopes, like we give it to him, we offer it to him. And, you know, he takes that. And and uh, I remember we were, we were in a room, uh, like, because this was our practice room for the conference. Mm-hmm. We were in a room and we sang that together. And like... I'm not like exaggerating. Like I, I heard angels, you know, like, like it, that, that was, um, how, how filled that room was with the Holy spirit. And that moment changed my life. This song changed my life. And, and so I think like, I, I thought it would be appropriate to sing that just because I owe so much of who I am as a music minister to, to those, to that prayer. And, uh, yeah. So just, Wow, I'm, I'm so excited to hear I'm very this. Excited, <laughs> okay, so this song is called Your Love is Extravagant by Daryl Evans. Fun, I'm moving to the rhythms of your grace. Your fragrance is intoxicating in a secret place. Your love is extravagant. Spread in the arms of Christ is a love that covers sin. No great love have I ever known. You consider me your friend, capture my heart again.
sin No great love have I ever known You can set in me your friend Spread wide in the arms of Christ Is a love that covers sin beautiful bro praise the lord thank you guys thanks for listening that's i mean you you sang that beautifully and especially that that last part the little the little what'd you call it like a kind of a little bit of a riff yeah the the riff riff, the lick that of of (laughs) captured my heart and just repeating that over and over that's not in the original right uh is that no i don't think so but it i over the years i remember playing it with you know with other people and mm-hmm. that was something that people came up with so i can't take credit for that by okay. any means but uh but it i don't know i love that song because like you know we always uh we always talk about like worship being you know just us and and god right yeah us singing to god and i feel like that song like really puts you in a posture of just like you're serenading him you know mm. um and and you know he's just open arms like yeah, yeah like sing it sing it man you know, I never really thought that. Like now, listening to the lyrics, it's just you're right. It's the, how it's written is that you're singing to God and just. And I like the last. What I loved about that last part is that you're just begging Him to just capture your heart. Yeah. You know, just and uh, it's such an earnest prayer. And I think what I heard in that song, and I, I've I've heard Matt Mars version before, mm-hmm. and I that song really spoke to me when I was in high school and really spoke to my early faith life. And what I always loved about that song is that it speaks to the very intimate friendship that you have with Christ. Yeah. Like in our in our the the part of the line where it says, um, "Like your friendship is intimate," and then I'm fine. I'm moving to the rhythms of your grace. Yeah, your fragrance is intoxicating in our secret place. The mm. part, the secret place part, is what mm. what strikes yeah. me yeah. is because like no no no, it's just you and me, God, in our secret place. Kind of like. You you know him at such an intimate level that it's just it's just you and him. Yeah, and yeah. and we forget you know because there's so many people in this world that you know he loves us like as if we're the only ones that exist. Yeah. And I think um, that that song is always a, a great reminder for me that like wow God you love you love me you love all of us but you especially like love me 
just as me in in this place right now yeah you know? and i think that's such an encouraging thing to hear because you're right when we think of the church capital c church we think of all these these billions of people and is that i remember someone told me once is that if jesus had to do it all over again and he had to be crucified and and go through the pain that he endured he would have done it all if it was only but for you Mm. yeah only but for one like that is the love that he has for us individually it's unfathomable it really is it's crazy that's amazing it's not like he loves the pope more than he loves me yeah which is crazy because i feel like he should i really feel like he should <laughs> like maybe just like a fraction more i mean just he does bit, he does need bit. it you know <laughs> he is the leader of the holy see so no but yes you know like he yeah he, he loves he loves us as much as the pope as much as he loves you know the you know the homeless person you know or as the, much as the murderer on death or row. The, yeah or, yeah exactly wow Ooh, thank you for that you're welcome thank you so we want to continue on your faith journey a little bit. Sure. Uh, so you got into doing some music ministry. Um, when did you start doing that regularly? Like when it was mm-hmm. kind of a consistent thing. Um, I How feel old like were you? Uh, I feel like I just I always I always did. So I joined mm-hmm. around like t- when I was twelve or thirteen, and it was always a regular thing. And so we had. Um, Excuse me. We had, uh, you know, we had these regular assemblies. Like sometimes they were monthly, maybe biweekly, possibly, and um, and so I wasn't always the one that was uh, playing and and being the music minister, but I was always participating and being part of these events. And um, and and so I think like I owe a lot of like who I am as a as a man of God to that community um, because you know they taught me so many things. You know about how to grow in our faith and how to um, really, uh, you know, be set aside for God, yeah. right? And um, uh, yeah, pro- so I I would say that like music ministry became more consistent, uh, you know, probably throughout high school, through college, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then after college, yeah. Nice. And so growing up, I mean, when you you said that when you started wanting to to lead worship you're like man like you saw it more as, as a performance right like you were like man i want to be up there i want to be the one singing but how did you can you describe the difference between now after doing it for so long like the difference between performing and and real praise and worship like what is how how would you define what praise and worship is yeah so um so one of the things that not a lot of people know about me was that I was in a I was in a punk rock band in high school. <laughs> Wait. <Stop. laughs> oh my gosh, you should have led with that. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously? Was, yeah. That was Dude. for like a couple of years. Yeah. That's what? awesome. What was the what was the band name? <laughs> uh Cheap Flash Movie. Cheap, Shout out to Cheap Flash Movie. Cheap Flash Movie? <laughs> yeah, so um before so back in the day there were these things called like flash movies and they were like these little cartoons that you would watch on the internet. Uh-huh. And um, I remember my friend, uh, his name is Mike. Uh, he was one of the guitarists. He, uh, every time like we were, we were just a bunch of group of friends and we were playing as a band, but we couldn't figure out a name. And every time like something funny ha- would happen, he's like, oh, we should make like a cheap flash movie about blah, 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 blah about this happening. Uh-huh. And that just him saying that just kind of caught on. and Cheap became, flash movie. Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. it, it, it's kind of weird because it references very outdated technology 
and you know <laughs> but it's okay i mean the band doesn't exist anymore so it's fine. so can you find any of cheap flash movies music uh, anywhere? uh i don't know i i hope not i really hope was not. it ever uploaded to youtube or anything no i i'm pretty sure it wasn't i don't think you will find it but anyways <laughs> <laughs> he's trying so hard to be like don't let's go find on. it no <laughs> well i mean the reason why i bring that up is because i mean like i I played in that band to perform, right? Yeah. You know, and so like, and it was very, it was very awkward for me, I feel like, because one, like, I was like the, the front man, I was the singer, Yo. but like, I'm not, I'm by no means like a front man guy, you know, <laughs> like it's hard enough for me to even just be talking in front of you guys right now. But I think, um, yeah, it's so it was just weird to be in that position. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you're like trying to like, be entertaining but also trying to like get people to just be into the songs and stuff and so and so i think that was really hard for me like to to be in that role but if you had put me in a, in the same room but in a different uh a different context where we're like ready for praise and worship like like dude like i could do that you know all all day all night mm. as long as my voice is you know holds out yeah. because I'm, I know I'm not looking there to like entertain anybody, mm. you know, really like I'm there to, um, to pray. Um, one of the things that, uh, Ray, the guy that I talked about earlier, yeah. one of the things that he said about music minister, min, music ministers is that we should strive to be windows, um, for people. And so like, when you think of a window, like you, you can see through it. Right. And so like, we want to kind of play in such a way that we're not distracting others from seeing God you know, or we're not taking anything away, but really just providing an opportunity, just the capacity for people to worship. Amen. You know, and, you know, so I feel like any, like, I think ever since then, like, I felt like anytime, anything that, you know, takes away from, you know, people's uh, focus on God, you know, like, that just does not belong in worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I'm fortunate that I was able to have both of those kind of perspectives Mm-hmm. And and really understand like wow this is not performance at all because if it was I'd be terrible at it you know mm. but um you know this is really you know I, it could be anybody it, it wouldn't yeah. have to be me you know and that's like another thing like about being music ministers is like our talents are gifts but um we also have to be detached from that gift right because. Yeah. Maybe it's not you that's going to be playing guitar or you that's not playing drums or the one singing. You know, maybe you're going to be doing something else. Maybe you're not going to do anything at all. But really, like at the end of the day, like it's about, you know, God being glorified and and and, and the people of God having the opportunity to worship him, you know. Whereas like in the performance setting, you're like, man, I want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, but it's, it's not about that. You know? Was it easy yeah. for you to develop that kind of, being able to be detached because i mean obviously you had the two avenues the punk band and then worship where it's like you could be that performance guy like your ego could quote unquote be fed in that way mm. as well as you know praise and worship was it easy to develop that because i feel like when you're a teen and when you're young it's 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 harder to be humble oh yeah like i'm still learning it. you mm. know like i'm still learning uh i'm still learning the art of detachment I had spoken to uh, a priest uh, actually not too long ago, and um, something he something that resonated with me that, like, you know, like when you hear something, like you're, it's like something you don't want to hear, but you know you're supposed to hear it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like it just like hits you down, like in yeah. your gut. 
Um, and he, something he said is like, you need to be, you need to pray for indifference, mm, you know, indifference. and because not like, uh, like you shouldn't care, but you know, like whatever way that you're asked by God to serve, whether it's in the limelight or if it's in the background, like be okay with that, be, be at peace with that because, um, you know, the main, uh, the main purpose why we're all here is to bring souls to Christ. Yeah. Right. And so if, if God places you in that position, then that's beautiful. That's great. But if he doesn't, then be at peace with that because he wants to use you in another capacity. Mm. And, um, you know, and so I think like that's something that I try and, um, reflect on, you know, especially when I'm, you know, asked to, to, to almost said perform to play, yeah. uh, you know, to, to play for praise and worship or whatever is that it, it, it doesn't have to be me but God chose me, so I'm just going to be faithful and obey. Amen. Wow, it's just answering that call. Yeah. It's amazing. We wanted to get into your songwriting process. So what what does your process look like? Are you more scriptural-based? Um, where do you find your inspiration, and how do you? How long does it usually take you to, to, to write, a, write song. a song? Yeah, Yeah. so I started, uh, I started writing when I was in college, and um, I, th- I think truth be told, it... it it came or it was rooted from like just being emo. Really? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. First the punk, <laughs> punk man. He's speaking he's to my heart right here. Like me in high school, pop punk music all the time. Me now, pop punk music all the time. <laughs> and it was just like, oh man, like my heart is broken and I need God to heal me. You know, like okay. that's, that's really, uh, I mean that, I think that's where, you know, like I, I think when I started writing, like I wasn't like, oh man, like I'm going to, I'm going to write the next banger that, you know, so many people are going to sing along yeah. to. Uh, it was more of like, I, I need, I need healing and mm-hmm. like, I need God to come heal me now. And, um, and so a lot of the times, most of the times, like whatever I was writing, it was just things that just came on my heart, things that like I would want to hear. Like if I was, you know, being, you know, if I was reflecting on that song, like things that I'd, I'd need to hear myself. And so it was kind of a, for a selfish reason, I guess, but you know, it, it, it turned out to be very fruitful because, you know, out came, came songs that, you know, I was able to pray with and other people found prayerful too. And, um, yeah, I think that's kind of where it came from. Nothing, you know, I had nothing too profound as like maybe your other guests, but I mean, I feel like sometimes like that's just what, um, you know, praise and worship songs are. They're just, just cries for, for, for help and just cries mm-hmm. for God to be near, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's not the most eloquent thing, yeah. but you know, since when are our prayers ever eloquent, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it's just, you know, just the, the, the raw reaction that you, you have in that moment mm-hmm. and just like wanting to reach out to your father. Mm-hmm. So do you still find that your songwriting kind of takes, I mean, maybe it's not as dramatic, like hair, my heart is broken, <laughs> but I mean, it, it yeah. Maybe dramatics is not the proper way of saying that, but is it still just kind of these emotions from your heart of like crying out to the Lord? Yeah. So it's, um, I, I think it's, it's, um, I feel really blessed that you guys had asked me to be part of this and to kind of reflect on my songwriting because truth be told, like I, I don't really write very much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I write for my wife and my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and those are really the only ones that I'm like singing to at home. And, um, so now like, I've, you know, I'm just singing for my, my wife and my daughter. And, and, um, and I think that 
you know, I I'm kind of in this place where you know, like that's that part of my life of songwriting as a prayer. Uh, it, it doesn't manifest itself as much anymore. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm still like open like to when the Holy Spirit like prompts me. Like I I would love to. Um, but that's just just not the chapter that I'm currently in. So it's really nice to kind of be here and kind of reflect on that chapter where I was songwriting and, you know, using these opportunities as prayers, you know, as my prayer time, you know, kind of using them before. And, you know, maybe that's not how it is now, but that's okay. You know, we kind of go through different chapters of yeah. prayer. Um, who knows? Maybe after this, I'll start writing songs. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. So with that, do you want to s- maybe introduce your next song and then talk about the songwriting process for this particular song? Um, so, yeah. So the funny thing about this song. So this song is called All To You. And mm-hmm. um, I haven't performed this song in front of, a, of in front of people other than Clarissa and Kara. Like I haven't performed it in, um, in 13 years, but it was played at our wedding, which was like almost five years ago. Wow. And so the the way that happened was um, when we were about to get get, uh, get married, Clarissa asked me if, uh, if I could sing her down the aisle. And I'm like, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> One, like, I don't even know logistically how that's possible. I'm yeah. going to like rock the Britney Spears microphone <laughs> while I'm holding the guitar. <laughs> and then like, Two, like, I'm definitely not going to be in a state where, you know, I'm going to be able to sing because I'm probably going to be bawling my eyes out. Choking up. Yeah. yeah so, which, which ended up being the case. <laughs> um, but so what was funny was that uh, Clarissa, she had spoken to our music ministry for our wedding um, and she had asked them to play this song. That was a surprise to me. I didn't, you didn't know. I had no idea. Oh. And so she's walking down the aisle and I'm hearing my song and I'm, it was like a what the heck is going on <laughs> kind of moment. Yeah. But it it felt, uh, you know, it, it, it felt almost like full circle because when I was writing this song, it was like, uh, it was like, um, it was coming from a place of just like wanting like hope mm-hmm. and just like wanting God, like, here's my heart. Like, can you like hold my heart for me? Because like, I like I need somebody to hold my heart right now. Like, I just need somebody close to me right now. And so it was like hearing that song, it's like, here, like, here's somebody that can hold your heart, you know, on my behalf, you know, uh, and, you know, like, I won't get too much into, you know, our relationship or anything like that. But Clarissa has been, you know, my greatest supporter, my rock, you know, throughout all these years. And, um, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm dedicating the song to her and, and Kara. So this song is called All To You. After all the things I've known It seemed like my world was lost Everything around me felt desolate and dark It's you I could turn to trust And I let my guard down To hear what you'd have to say And 
these plans I leave behind to discover and find your love that will lead the way and I'll hold my heart to the one that I love and adore and I'll lift my arms to you Jesus I empty my own They call my own They don't mean that much without you Fearing everything about the dark and the unknown I'll let your light lead me home Although weak and tired Nothing can keep us apart All the stresses of the world have no power over me Cause of all that you've promised to be And I'll hold my heart To the one that I love and adore And I'll lift my arms To you, Jesus, I empty my all Will you hold my to write songs again <laughs> that that was that was amazing that was beautiful that need, that needs to be like recorded in a studio 
What I loved about that was that now that I know kind of your punk rock background, <laughs> I, I was like, dude, it sounds like Green Day was singing worship and <laughs> just oh like, kind of like, dude, I got like Sanctus Real vibes from that. Yeah. Like old school Sanctus, Sanctus Real. Sanctus Real. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm like all about the old school Christian stuff, Christian it's rock so stuff. Good. It's so good. It sounds so good. And I can't imagine if I saw my bride walking down to that oh song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I could I wouldn't be able to hold back. Yeah, Tears. I was like, this is not fair, everybody. <laughs> and it's funny because like I think she had told like her family and some of our friends. And so like I heard it and I like gave a smirk and everybody was like laughing at me. I'm like, this is so cruel. Because everybody knew. Yeah. But it was like it like became funny and then all of a sudden I just like Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Even the priest is like mm. <laughs> She's like, am I sure about this now? Cause, wow. But, That's yeah. beautiful, brother. Thank you, guys. Oh, song I, of surrender, song of just lifting our hearts up to God and having, or to the one that loves us, you know? And oh, it's. I love the image of, of giving your heart to mm. another where that was a song to Christ, a song to God. Like, here, take my heart. Like, I, I need you to take my heart because my heart is shattered. My heart is broken. My heart is hurting. Here, take it. And how, like you said before, like how Clarissa is that person where God's like, here's a person that can hold your heart. Here's a person that can hold you and be there for you. Like, through me, like, I'm going to give you Clarissa. Like, I'm going to give you your bride. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. I, I feel like part of you know this, you know, this is just our love story, right? Yeah. Not not me and Clarice. I mean, like our like us the collective. Like this is our love story, like with God. You know, mm. is that we find ourselves in times of hopelessness and desperation, and like the love of our life. Like we're just asking Him, like, come save me, please. Yeah. You know, and and God is so ready to to be there to to run to us. And, um, and that was always like my, that, that was, that was always a res a resonant image of, of the father. Like for me is like him, like running to me, like in my time of need. And so I think that having that image always helped me, um, especially like writing songs, but also just, you know, times where I didn't feel like at my best, I didn't feel, un I felt unworthy, you know, imperfect, you know, um, worthless, Mm. just the father like running to his son and saying here like i'm here for you like i'm here's you know i will hold you i'll hold you in my arms wow Amen. i i'm just i'm so struck by that i'm so struck by just you're right you're right that is our collective love story is that there are times in life sometimes we just go through things and we're hurting like this really deep hurt mm. and in it is such an encouraging thing to know that the that God the Father is pursuing us in that way, that God the Father will take our heart. Um, I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day. About I was talking about how they inspire me to be better, how they inspire me to be a better human and to try to be better, um, to be a better disciple of Christ. Yeah. And I was struck with this image. I was like, sometimes I feel like when I share my wounds, when I share my hurt with this friend, I'm giving them my heart. Mm -hmm. And they through this virtuous friendship, through leading me to Christ, are shaping my heart and giving it back. And I feel like that was, the, it's crazy that, that conversation, I had that conversation literally last week, wow. and this song speaks to that exact moment of just like giving our heart to God the Father, whether that be through people in our lives who are helping us be better and do better, but making us feel worthy when we feel worthless, making us feel that we deserve love when we feel anything but. Like, mm, yeah. Oh, that is so powerful. 
Yeah, I think um, being being vulnerable before God, like, is I think for me like something difficult, uh, or it can be, um, because I think that like there there are so many times where I'm like so hard on myself, and like uh, like one of the things like I've struggled with is like not loving myself, mm-hmm. you know, not loving myself, or you know, just having such a low perception of myself so if like i'm being honest like coming here was was really difficult for me because like you know i was listening to all these like great you know musicians and other people that are you know they're doing so many of these great things in in the diocese and i'm like who am i like i don't even write songs anymore (laughs) like i don't play for praise and worship like that's not like that's not my job or Mm -hmm. anything like that um and so that was something like I was struggling with earlier this week. Uh, it was just like, like, do I even want to be there? You know, mm-hmm. like, and like, I, you know, I knew like you guys had had prayed about it and then discerned about it. Um, and so just like kind of like Katie had mentioned in her episode, it's like, you know, you, I'm going to just trust that the Holy Spirit is, is at work here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, but I think like we just have to remember like, you know, it's so in a world where like, it's so easy to like compare yourself to others. Mm -hmm. Like God just like wants you to just be you to tell your story. Like there's no one better at being me than me. Right. Mm. And there's no one better than, you know, you know, Kevin to be, than to be Kevin. Right. I think that's just, uh, you know, I think for being vulnerable like that before God and just having that identity as a true like son of God or daughter of God, that, you know, that is such a powerful way to combat, you know, like, you know, that feeling of worthlessness and that thing of that, that feeling of feeling uh, you're um, not incapable mm-hmm. is just remembering like God made you exactly the way that you're supposed to be. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. It's very vulnerable of you. And thank you so much for being here um, and just and just, you know, rebuking the, the thoughts of unworthiness and, and self-doubt and um, I just want to share that when we discerned having you on the podcast, it was actually back in October. Um, yeah. And we it was one of those spirit moments because mm. we we attended um, a leader training that yourself and Claw um, held for us at at, uh, at a parish. And right after we saw it, we, we went to each other. Um, and we're like, I need to talk to you about something. At the same time, we're like... We literally walked up to each other like, I need to talk to, talk to you. you. Exactly. And then we both walked out and... We looked at each other and we're like, Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> and then we're like, yes. How did you know? And they're like, um, and we, it was just, it was the it was same just, spirit. Yeah. Lead, it was that leading, moment where so. we're like, you had led us in worship and the way that you had led us in worship was different than we had encountered before mm. period. Yeah. And it's because just like when we first met you, you were pointing us to Christ. You were grounding us in Christ. And yes, it was you up there playing the guitar. Yes. It was you up there singing but everything was pointing back to our Lord and we mutually felt like we want to share this with others. We want people to listen to him and hear his story and hear his music because that points them to Christ. Yeah. And that's all we want to do on this podcast. So the spirit made it very clear and to, I think, to invite you. And I think you're doing an amazing job so far because from whatever hour that we've spent so far now, I, I've definitely felt like I've grown closer in my faith to Christ Absolutely. through just your witness and through your worship. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, that means a lot for you guys to say that. And uh, I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit led us here. And 
Um, yeah. yeah bro. I'm very, very blessed. So I have a question for you. Oh, so no. on our show, we have amazing producers that yeah. just... <laughs> that just happen to be on their you know phones because all they have to do is just listen to us and keep levels um so from our producer do you want to talk to us about um threat level midnight <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so you guys are digging <laughs> um, because i have here a a video <laughs> of a performance on youtube uh so threat level midnight you what guys suck <laughs> I, there has to be a way, like, to go back and, like, you know, delete things from the internet. You don't have to it, talk it, it could about have it. been a, no, no, no. It could have been a lot worse. Um, oh, <laughs> our, our producers like They're challenge accepted. So, so threat level midnight. Well, first, the the origin of that name for the office fans in this room yep. come from the office. So mm -hmm. We were all of us in the band were really big office fans. But uh, besides the point, um, so that performance was. For um, at Rutgers University, Rutgers, what's up? Oh. Scarlet Knights, <laughs> go every school. <laughs> I realized like you guys didn't give me an opportunity to, to say, rep my school, so wait, I had so to. So what's the I mascot? Scarlet Knights. Scarlet Knights. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and we had a um, at, at our football games. Like every time, like we scored a touchdown, like we would like um, there was like a cannon that shot. Ooh. I don't know why because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did knights have cannons back then? I mean, it was part of their weaponry. But I'm it was sure. like, but the way the the people that were like manning the cannon, they were like patriots, uh, which incidentally oh. actually was my high school mascot. Was it really the yeah. patriots? Yeah. So yeah. So Rutgers, um, there was uh, this event that the Filipino group did called um, Hollow Halloween. Hollow Halloween. Yeah. You know, they just have like a like opportunity for people to like perform mm -hmm. and all that. And so like I got together with like some of uh, our friends that were in YFC, but they also went to Rutgers too. Mm. And so we all just kind of joined forces for that night to, to play these songs. Um, and, and so like our, like my, uh, my friend, uh, his name is Nico. He was, the, I think him and his sister, like they were in that band. They were the ones that chose the songs. I was just kind of like, so you played crank whatever. that? soldier boy we did yes <laughs> yes and we killed it <laughs> yes. it was that's awesome yeah so that that tells you kind of how long ago that was so i don't know well when was cranked that like 2008 or 2007? 2007 yeah, yeah 2007 like that so that's awesome yeah fun times <laughs> thanks producers thanks rob yeah no thanks <laughs> so speaking of like things that you're kind of into and things that we may have may or may not have done some research on mm. um aka your beautiful lovely wife clarissa maybe give us a little insider shout out to claw thank you um we have a little kind of fun fact questions for you okay we heard you're into wwe <laughs> <laughs> and this is where everybody turns off the episode. <laughs> so we have a few a few quiz questions Oh, gosh. First okay. one should be an easy one. I actually don't know it. Sorry. Okay. Um, what does WWE stand for? Walk with Elias. For the WWE fans, they'll know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, what does it actually stand for? World Wrestling Entertainment. Okay, I don't... See, I didn't get the joke. <laughs> see, that's why. That's where everyone's like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> Let me... Okay, Elias. and then Kev, actually, we'll go back and forth. 
So I, we actually also learned that you were a big Nintendo, retro Nintendo fan. Not was, still. Still uh, still is? Okay. Rep hard, rep hard. <laughs> so my first question for you, maybe I'm, this is kind of a hard one. Okay. Um, what is the best-selling Nintendo exclusive game of all time? I'll give you the four okay. options. Duck Hunt, Super Mario Bros., Mario Kart Wii, and Wii Sports. What is the best-selling Nintendo exclusive game of all time? Mm, that's that's a really good question, actually. Because okay, well, so what were the options it was again? Duck Hunt, Super Mario Bros., Mario Kart Wii, or Wii Sports. Okay, so so let me break this down. So Duck Hunt and Super Mario Bros. like they were they were in one cartridge, and that came packaged with like almost every NES. So that's so it's like okay, maybe that was it. But mm-hmm. then the Wii sold like like hotcakes mm-hmm. and a lot of people played Mario Kart. And then also Wii Sports did come with a Wii. So if Wii Sports Wii Sports would probably outdo Mario Kart. This is my logic. Yeah. You can cut this out if you no, want to. I like fine. the logic. <laughs> um final answer is I'm gonna probably say Wii Sports. That is correct. Oh, oh. my gosh. Wii Sports I in two thousand six sold tw- eighty two million copies. Yes. More than double that of the original Super Mario Bros. That sounds about right. Wow, dude, your logic just led you to that. That was actually really <laughs> that epic. That was really good. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> oh he confident now. <laughs> okay, okay, so WWE, who won the United Kingdom twenty seventeen championship in Illinois? Is multiple choice. Do you okay. need? Do you want the choices? Sure. Uh, Seth Rollins, Pete Dunn, Apollo Cruz, or Dean Ambrose. Uh, Pete Dunn. That is correct. <laughs> wow, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> um, my next question for you is: What is the first game with Princess Zelda as a playable character? A Zelda Wand of Gamelon. B The Legend of Zelda. C Super Smash Bros. Melee and Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Wand of Gamelon. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> 1993. Yeah. It's, oh it was like a it was like this really like garbage Zelda game that was this like one? not even yeah, it wasn't even on Nintendo. It was on <laughs> the the Panasonic something or other. I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird time for That's Zelda. It's crazy Dude, that you're you getting knew all that, of these right. <laughs> like, all right. Here's another question. Here's another question. His finishing move is a tombstone pile driver. What's his name? Eddie Guerrero. The Undertaker. Oh, okay, finish my question. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's that was right. the answer. <laughs> Last Nintendo question. What was Mario's original name? Ooh. Jumpman, Big Red, Luigi, or Squatting Sam? Jumpman boy. Yeah. yeah I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. This guy. Mario's name is Mario's. Jumpman. Okay. So we're almost out of time here. Would you care to share your last song and maybe a little bit about the inspiration for this song before mm-hmm. you play it? Sure. Um, so this song, uh, I I can't take sole credit for. Um, so I wrote it with um, a worship band that I played with in 2010. And um, incidentally enough, uh, um, Clarice and I were, were in the same band together. What? Um, and, yeah, and this is like the first time that we like worship together, like as part of like a team. Oh, yeah, and it was here in NorCal, and and what's what's pretty crazy is like, um, that conference that we were part of, like that kind of like put me set like uh, set in motion things that would eventually lead me out here. It you know it 
you know, it prompted me to discern my vocation and that ultimately led to like missionary work, which ultimately led me back here to NorCal. And so I thought it would be appropriate to to sing that, that song and um, the song that, that we as a band wrote. It's called Your Great Love. And um, it's just, uh, just, just sings about how great our God is. I mean, that's, you know, that's as simple as that, you know, Amen. and sometimes praise and worship, it's very simple in concept, but it's, it can move you mm-hmm. um, so much. But, so, yeah. Definitely. Shall we get into it? Sure. Yeah. So this song is called Your Great Love. Oh God, you are my God, for you alone. For you my body yearns, for you I sing this song. Lips, my mouth shall honor you. With grateful hearts, all I shall speak your truth. So I look to you, so I look to you, and I see your glory, Lord. Over mountains and oceans, God, you reign. Jesus, Jesus. 
Yo, that's a bop right there. Dude, that's a that's a banger. Bangers only. <laughs> Yo, that gave me such like I don't I mid. Nah. This is like my favorite type of like praise and like that that style. It's just so oh, like dude, same. Not everything has to be this intense cry fest, guys. Exactly. <laughs> like, Amen. I, that's why I feel like I'm like, why is everybody so sad in praise and worship? You know, <laughs> let's bring the joy back. Exactly. Come on. Oh my gosh. So when did when did you write that song? Um, With so, the band. So right? we wrote it in 2010, and we were just okay. like in a room, and we were reflecting on the the verse for the conference, which I'm blanking on, mm-hmm. unfortunately. It's okay. But. uh but yeah, and, and, and so we were just like, you know, I came up with the tune and I came up with the chord progression and um, and they were just like, oh, this, you know, just crabbing it from, I think it was from Deuteronomy, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and it just kind of came together. And it was just really fun because like, you know, we're like the, the, the words are coming down and we're just all like, uh, it's a very strange and different way to like write because usually... Writing obviously is just by yourself, but like to be in that group setting where everybody's collaborating together and the spirit is moving, um, it's just so fun. And so I think there's actually a video of it online. Oh, um, of, of us like, like the songwriting process like, of like singing us like singing it together like for the first time too. Whoa. Yeah, definitely looking that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Fun. Yeah, shout out to the uh, uh, YFL SFL NorCal band 2010. So. I, there is one, we had a whole bunch of questions actually we wanted to ask you. Yeah. I feel like we could talk to you for hours and hours. Uh, one question in particular that I wanted to ask you is that we, we know you have a daughter. We, if you want to, I don't know, introduce her. Here, what's up, girl? <laughs> what's up, baby boo? <laughs> she's going to listen to this like when she's older, like, oh, gosh. Dad. <laughs> I think everybody else just did a, just a slow like face palm. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. So we wanted to ask, um, what are your hopes for Kara and what do you, what do you hope for her future, uh, in the faith and just like hope for her life as she grows up? Mm, That's a good question. I think my hope for Kara is, um, just for her to, uh, just know like how loved she is, you know? And, um, you know, like obviously like, you know, I could say like, oh, I hope that she is successful and you know, she's serving at retreats all the time or things like that. But, but really, like, I, I just want her to know, like, she's loved so much, you know, and, and, and we're so grateful, like, every time, like, we bring her around, like, all the time, like, for, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, ministry things. Yeah. And, you know, every time we bring her, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I want, you know, I want to play with Kara. And, and so, She's she already receives like so much love from from everybody around her, and but but really like that's that's all I could simply ask for her is just like to know like how loved she is, and and to want to bring that love to everyone around her too, you know. Is as long as like she's able to know love, to receive it and to give it, then you know I'm happy. Amen. Well, I think I hope Kara gets a chance to listen to this someday. And just realize how much you loved her then and love her now and whenever she might be listening. Carrie, you have an awesome dad and mom that love you so much. Seriously, the best. Now, I know you might think that they're not cool anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But they are. (laughs) They're super rad. Yeah, so I think that's going to serve as one of our 200 deep questions uh, this week. Um, Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for this entire episode. Yes, thank you for being here. Yeah, um, 
and and I and I mean I know a lot of uh, I know it's been said before, but like you guys are doing such an amazing thing with this podcast and um, just bringing these stories out to the masses and just blessing people with you know not just um, the conversations that you're having with your guests, but just um, your positivity and your hopefulness and your joy and your love and zeal for God. I just wanted to take a moment to just affirm you guys and you guys are doing a great job. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Seriously. Um, and just right right back at you. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your gifts, your talents, um, and your passion for our Lord. And also serving as a great example of a man of God, um, mm-hmm. as a father, um, and just showing us what, what can happen when you put God in the middle of your life and your family and mm. um, the result of that. And so thank you so much. That's very inspiring to everyone. Yeah, I will say that. I think we told Clarissa this and I when I think of when I think of you and Clarissa when I think of you guys together and in, in your vocation of marriage together um goals like I mean yeah. as, as as maybe cliche as that sounds like you guys inspire us all to do better and be better and to strive for holiness and to do the best in our our very human you know capabilities but to still strive and to still try to do better and to to serve god and in whatever ways even when we're fearful like you're saying about not wanting to come Mm -hmm. on this podcast or kind of doubting yourself and kind of that that notion of like who am i to question how the spirit leads um and just thank you so thank you for you guys as individuals but also you guys as a team um Thank Mo- you. Modern day holy family. <sighs> you know? Dude. It's amazing. Oh. Thank you. Epic, epic. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. So, how can people get connected with you if they would like to? Do you have any social medias that people can follow you on? If if you feel bored and there's nothing <laughs> else to do, um, J-N-C-H-E-E-C-H on Instagram. J-N-C-H. Oh, you can... Oh, you can follow my uh, my retro video game Instagram. That I don't update anymore. Oh, oh called, I didn't even know you had that. And it's called Made Made for the number four Great uh, NES. So Made, made for, for great Greatness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see you. I yeah. see you with that Catholic yeah, Catholic yeah, reference. Yeah. Um, do you want to plug any ministry ministry uh, socials? Sure. So you can follow the Queen of Apostles Youth Ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on Instagram at Q of A Y M. And then also Echoes of Worth, uh, at Echoes of Worth. <laughs> at Echoes of Worth. Yeah, all one word, all one word. Yes. So because it was a Praise and Worship Sunday, we will not be having a testimony this week. Um, but if you would like to submit your testimony, you can do so at the link in our bio on our Instagram page. Um, we always love hearing from you guys, hearing how God is moving in your lives, moving in your hearts. So if you feel so called, please share, share with us, share, share what God is doing, how God is working. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at MDD Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at MDD Pod. Happy Sunday. And get your booty to, to church. church. Bye. Hey. Oh. I'm right behind you. <gasps> That's so scary. That's so scary. <laughs> for the laugh after. <laughs> okay, bye.